0: everyone, welcome back to our podcast. Oh yeah, that was a good movie. It's a conversational show where two indie filmmakers discuss what we believe are
1: underappreciated movies. My name is John Cavicolas. I'm Osvaldo Cuevas. And John, you picked today's show. It was your turn. You want to introduce the movie for us? Absolutely. Going back to
0: 2013 with the crime thriller, I guess I would call it, uh, Blue Ruin. Written, directed, and actually uh, shot cinematography by Jeremy Saunier who you know from uh, the really super underrated, I think, but amazing movie, Green Room. Have you ever saw Green Room? I don't know. Have you seen Green Room?
1: You know what? It's kind of funny. I just watched uh, the movie Swiss Army Man, yeah, and that preview was in there, and I was like, oh, that looked actually pretty interesting. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, Swiss Army Man is fantastic, too.
0: That's the Daniels. Those guys just did... Yeah. Uh, everything, uh, everything everywhere and, all at once. Oh, my God. Best In my <laughs> opinion, best movie of the year. Yeah, for um, sure. Jeremy Sonnier also did uh, Murder Party back in 2007, which I've seen uh, not a huge fan of. Uh, It's more of a horror comedy. I just... Not really what I'm into, or at least not at the time what I was really into. Uh, He also directed two episodes of True Detective, which... Season one of True Detective was
1: remarkable, and everything after that kind of went downhill. Season two, I was hoping I would like more, and then just season three was enjoyable, but I think they just hit it so high with uh, season one, so I agree. It's definitely its high point.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Season one was going to be hard to follow up. Everyone's expectations were through the roof
1: with season yeah. two, which
0: it had its moments. Uh, it wasn't terrible. Uh, season three, I thought, not a lot of good things about. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, so uh, Blue Ruin 2013, also starring actor uh, Macon Blair, who's actually a, a longtime friend, lifelong friend of Jeremy Saunier, uh, frequent collaborator, um, kind of like an indie an indie darling. He was in uh, I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore with uh, Elijah Wood, um, <laughs> kind, of a, kind of a ridiculous movie. Oh, that was movie. that weird
1: one, right, where he has his hair all funky? Yeah, and I think he's wearing yeah, glasses. Yeah, that was a great movie. He
0: has kind of like a Marty McFly look to him almost. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, Lucky Logan, the Florida Project. The Florida Project director did a movie called Red Rocket, and actually starred. If you remember Simon Rex from MTV, he was like a, a VJ, uh,
1: like back in like the nineties. I don't, <laughs> but I, I was watching the the preview for that, and Cat, my uh, significant partner, mm-hmm. she's like, "That's uh, the guy from MTV." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> not not
0: great. I didn't love it. Kind of like the uh, like the sleeper indie hit of. Uh, last year i remember i was trying to go see it in the theater like kind of when covid was starting to die down a little bit in la
1: hmm. and uh yeah I just didn't make it but i wanted um, to watch it i was going to i was planning on watching it um then now i might now that you said that i might put it in the back books for a little bit yeah it was <laughs> it, some other stuff ahead of time it just it just didn't it just didn't do it for me um uh, lucky make logan Blair. was fun which one lucky logan i didn't know yeah. the guy was in there
0: yeah, yeah, he just had a bit part in that, a bit part in uh, I Don't Feel at Home in This World anymore, nothing nothing major. Uh, but he's actually, he's got a new project coming up, which I am i haven't seen anything about, I'm a little on the fence of, but he's going to be the writer and director, and I guess actor of, uh, he's not playing him, but uh, he's doing a Toxic Avenger reboot, oh, I do wow. if you know that or not, like the old Lloyd yeah. Kaufman, Toxic uh-huh. Avenger. So Makeup is really in charge of of that project. So I'm curious, uh, I'm curious to see what, what he does with that. I'm not a huge
1: fan of reboots and reimaginings. And yeah. sequels, Is he still going to be the same actor? No, no, no. no My no. sister actually was at C2E2 here in Chicago. It's like a Comic-Con sort of thing. And uh, she she bought the guy a beer. They had a beer together. She took some pictures with him. Um, with the original Toxic Adventure? Yeah. What, what's his name? Uh, Mitch Cohen played, played the original Toxie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, he was cool. Didn't
0: do a ton else, if I remember. Um, but I think he played... The original one and then i think he came back for like i don't think he was all of them i think he came back for like four or five something like that um but he's not even in this new one this uh making blair one um it's actually got if i remember correctly it was like elijah wood kevin kevin bacon i think is in it
1: oh weird. Um,
0: yeah like peter dinklage i don't know who's playing who I don't even know. I, I'm, hoping it's, I'm hoping they keep the same like ridiculous campiness of the original ones because those were so stupid and fun yeah. and over the top, and I love that kind of stuff. Nice.
1: I'm a, a fan of Elijah Wood. I think he makes good choices in, in mo- weird movies.
0: Yeah, well, once he made that Lord of the Rings money, he can kind of do whatever he wants and be an artist, that's and true. now he yeah. just does whatever he, yeah, he does, it. I mean, he did, what was it, Wilford, and... Yeah, Wilford um, was amazing. Yeah, I like, I kind of like what he's done since then, he had the little appearance in um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, he had that great, that yeah, great that's part right. in that, and um, yeah, when you see him now, he's kind of pop because he doesn't need the money, so he just kind of pops up in what he wants to, which is kind of cool. In addition to making Blair as the lead, you have uh, Devin Ratray, I think you say his name is, Rattray maybe? who actually uh, played Buzz in Home Alone, making an appearance. Remember the older brother Buzz in Home Alone?
1: Oh, no way. Yeah, He kind of looks yeah. like him. <laughs> yeah, he's. I mean, he does. He looks just like him. You know, well, we'll talk about this later, but while we were watching this movie, I thought it was going to be a Home Alone type movie. But we'll, really? we'll, we'll get there. We'll okay. get there. That's kind of um, funny. <laughs> yeah, no, it's
0: good. It's, it's good see, seeing people like, like he's actually been working pretty consistently since Home Alone, but mostly like voiceover stuff behind the scenes type, you know, like, like video game extras and stuff like that. Um, nice. Also, uh, Amy Hargraves, from she had a big part in 13 Reason Why, a big part in Homeland. Uh, she was actually in Michael Fassbender's Shame. If you ever saw Shame, it's she's got a pretty it's a pretty intense, I guess, nudie scene with Michael Fassbender in a hotel room. Um, and then kind of making an appearance towards the end is Eve Plum, who played the middle daughter Jan in the Brady Bunch series. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she doesn't have a huge part in it. Um, I actually met her before I, I worked with her on something two, two years ago or so She's a sweetheart The whole Brady Bunch cast Is actually really nice still um,
1: It was probably mandatory Yeah, they have to be you nice have to be, At this yeah, point have to be yeah. super nice <laughs> um, But uh, yeah, Eve Plum Making a very Brady cameo In this movie That, yeah. was, that was more information that, uh, th- Than I knew I, should, I didn't do as much research As you did That's alright Which is well, great Because this was the around. first time I've seen this movie
0: Oh yeah, your first yeah. your first uh, experience with Blue Rune. And mm-hmm. and what did you think?
1: Well, before we we started the uh, like talking about it cuz we actually I think texted each other. We were both watching it at the same time, which is kind of funny yeah, randomly. Yeah. Um but uh but I, you said don't tell me what you think about it. I want to be surprised. And mm-hmm. I was really like hoping I was like, oh, I hope I, I don't like this movie. <laughs> 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 but it was really good. It was yeah, it's, it, was, it's it was great. well it really, done. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. It's, really,
0: it's really a good, um, uh, I don't want to say a first vehicle for Saulnier, because he did have Murder Party, he had some other short films and stuff, but this was kind of his like, welcome welcome to the world movie, like it was, because Murder Party's kind of goofy, it's actually almost more like a Toxic Avenger style movie, um, not quite as extreme, but... Um, a little campy from what I hear. Yeah, campy and, and mm-hmm. kind of violent, and this was, I mean, this was, this was very serious, very, very played, everything was played very uh, realistic, with violence and everything, so... Uh, kind of a different take on it um, but very mm-hmm. i'm glad to hear you liked it cuz i yeah. wasn't i wasn't 100% sure i know it's a bit of a slow burn but not a, not everyone loves it but i think i think it's a really really good really good piece of filmmaking
1: so so we could talk about like who would like this movie i think if you're a fan of like early coen brothers sort of like run me a blood simple yeah definitely a lot of blood simple yeah but you know what what i actually wrote down while i was watching it i wrote this is like the anti revenge film film because <laughs> it's yeah yes. it's, it's very no, absolutely uh, it's very like you said realistic it was like everything was just completely mm-hmm. believable and and they
0: don't they don't glorify it at all it's uh-huh. not it's not john wick like which i mean no disrespect, disrespect to john wick, john wick, john wick which wick, great. Might get great but uh <laughs> it's whatever he almost showing up um but like or, or you know the matrix or something where they're you know they're shooting ten thousand people and and you know this is this is literally it's two families going at it, you know what I mean? Like it's 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 really one guy versus a family. Um but everything is really played seriously. The violence is very realistic. It's not campy, it's not it's they don't they don't make a joke of any of it. Um not to say there's not any like little lighthearted moments, but overall it's it's a very True, I would say true life. absolutely.
1: Film. So I I think uh, if you haven't seen this 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 uh, film, you should definitely watch it. Cool thing is we found out it's on YouTube, so you can stream it free. Yeah, streaming free on YouTube right
0: now, um, which is fantastic. So, uh, oh, and of course, going ahead from this point, I would I would say spoilers warning to anyone who hadn't seen it. Uh, Maybe take take a break and go go check it out, and then of course run right back directly back to our our show and listen to. Yeah. And then you can you can we can
1: see if you agree with us or not.
0: <laughs> so IMDB's uh, synopsis of this film is a mysterious outsider's quiet life is turned upside down when he returns to his childhood home to carry out an act of vengeance. Proving himself an amateur assassin, he winds up in a brutal fight to protect his estranged family. That's a horrible Which <laughs> I guess that I guess that's what it is, no, but it's yeah. not a great I don't love if it. If I would have read that, I, I love probably that wouldn't have watched the movie. Uh, I'm glad you agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm glad you agree with me on that because I read that and I was like, that kind of sucks, um, because I I I think it's so much more than that. Like it's it's a great character piece. It's uh, it's a you know it's a story of a a man who's who's just completely broken, and um, you know his parents are murdered. He's been dealing with the murder of his parents for ten years, and when when the movie opens, he's literally living in the car no. they were murdered in. I don't know if you caught that or not, but the car he's in was the actual car that, that they were murdered in. So he's living in that life, in that world of just, uh, d- he's just distraught and depressed and living in it every day as a homeless man in, um, it takes place in Delaware, I believe. That's where it was filmed, out hmm. there on the east, kind of mid-Atlantic. Um, and um, he comes to find out that the man who murdered his parents 10 years later is now being released from jail. Um, and he he goes back to get his his revenge. But it kind of, it it, it it sounds that sounds simpler than it really is because I think that they don't reveal everything right at the beginning. You kind of do have layers that get pulled pulled back. Like um, you realize that something happened that he's going that he's going back home for. Um, but I don't think you realize the severity yeah. of what he's doing until you start. I don't, to get at least and to like half an hour
1: into it, I was still confused as to like what was going on. I don't know, especially um, that opening was I think. Was just was awesome because it starts off in like this nice house, and then all of a sudden, there's some guys taking a bath, and then mm-hmm. you hear like noises, and he kind of looks up, and you're like, oh, is someone breaking into his house, or what's going on, and then you you start you find out like he, he like runs out and he jumps out of the window, and you find out oh he broke into the house and was taking a bath, which is yeah yeah mm-hmm. he's the which one kind of weird the law. Then yeah. it, it's <laughs> there's very little dialogue in the first like 15 minutes too, which which I thought was great kind of a um very little be blood sort of uh yeah
0: that the beginning of a uh, has a very uh uh beginning mm-hmm. of no country for old men kind of feel too where it's you're just watching this person in their element um, no interaction with anyone and they're just they're just kind of surviving uh, yeah. maintaining almost yeah you really though you watch kind of as the story reveals itself to you they don't they don't start with a bunch of exposition or anything like that, and just throw it in your face and let you go. Like you, you're kind of—I wouldn't say it's a mystery, but they definitely—it's um, kind of a masterclass in in pacing and revealing to the audience what exactly what they want to reveal when. One thing that I really love about this project that I really identify with is not even necessarily the movie itself, but that. Um, you know, Sonia and, and Megan Blair, they grew up together making movies. And, uh, you know, you know, you and I have worked together for years. I have other partners that I've worked with for years and years and years. And it's a struggle, man. It really is to try to make and create stuff that people care about. And they were both done with the film industry. Like they were both like, all right, we have families, we're adults, we need jobs, we need 401ks, all <laughs> that, all that nonsense we all fall into. And this was going to be their final movie. Like, they weren't going to make movies anymore after this. So they were like, all right, we had a little bit of success. We got a little bit of notoriety with Murder Party. We're going to parlay that into this, and this is going to be our send-off, and we're never going to make movies again after this. And then this is, of course, the one that, like, exploded and won all the awards. You know, it's like, there's that old thing about, like, I think it was Rob Zombie said when he was a musician before (sighs) he was a terrible director, um, about, like, it's always going to be... Like the moment before you quit that finally, that you finally make it, you know, that something finally breaks for you. It's that moment when you're like, you know what, I'm just going to go work at a bank. I'm going to go work at a footlocker. I'm not going to tour the country anymore with this band. I'm not going to make any more movies. I'm not going to make any more art where suddenly for some reason it just falls in your lap. And it just, it's, I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's not the greatest thing to tell someone who's going to give up and go work at their dad's law firm, but a lot of times it's like, yeah, you got to struggle and you got to fight until you just can't fight anymore. And then maybe that's when the, the universe finally opens up and gives you a break. And then they got to go on. Like I said, they got to be a True Detective, he got to do Green Room. He's got more projects coming up, making better, doing to the Toxic Avenger. Like this is what they do now for a living. It's like the dream finally came true after all that fighting and struggling forever. And so it's just, it's, it gives hope to all of us, you know, struggling artists and filmmakers and musicians <laughs> and whatever creative and creative endeavors we want to do in the world you know it's like it's almost a curse sometimes when you want to make stuff you want to create stuff but it's like how do you get people to give a shit about it so that you can you know it's not necessarily about the money but (laughs) the money helps you make more stuff yeah i mean if you don't have to worry about money as much then you can keep creating it's when you have to go to your you know day job and you you and i have jobs creating and, and working in the entertainment industry but it's still not like what we want to be doing so it's like yeah like sometimes you just got to fight and push and fight until something opens up for you, and you just can never give up yeah you, you know yeah
1: no i i, th- I think i we mean, just uh something personal that they did really showed and shined through like it was, it was just something unique something good something they poured their heart in and their wallets like they refinanced their house and then i'm doing a bunch of stuff and they kind of gambled it all yeah. on this this project and it paid off. Yeah. And they're not they're not Hollywood kids, they're not legacies
0: or anything like that. You know what I mean? They're not like John Landis's kid going to make a movie or or something like that. It was they're just kids from the DC suburbs and up I think up into Delaware who just they loved making movies and now they get to do it hopefully for the rest of their lives because I really enjoy what they do. We'll see what happens with
1: Toxic yeah. Avenger, but as far well, as uh, Green Room, you said it was a good one. I don't think I'm going to watch Murder Party. Green Room's fantastic. Maybe, maybe one day. You know
0: what? You you might you might like. I just it wasn't wasn't what I wanted at the time. So maybe maybe I'm being a little harsh on it, but definitely give Blue Ruin a watch on YouTube for free. Give it a thumbs up. Yeah,
1: give it some give it some love.
0: See what else they come up with. Yeah, it's great. It's really yeah. And again, it's a slow burn. It's it's um, but it's definitely definitely worth it if you're especially if you're a film fan, if you're a, a low budget film fan, like I say, if you like, if you're older and you like John Cassavetes, um, you know, or if you're if you like kind of the early Coen Brothers stuff, even the little like the later Coen Brothers stuff, I, I definitely think if I definitely has a bit of a No Country for Old Men, like a low budget No Country for Old Men, uh, feel to it, you know, very quiet, very everything's very quiet, mm-hmm. very deliberate. Uh, when the gunshots go off, it yeah. means something. As opposed to, you know, Rambo 3 where they're just firing machine guns constantly throughout the entire movie. Uh, you know what? You know? Something
1: I've been wanting to watch is uh, First Blood. I haven't seen that in a very long time. And I heard it was still really... Yeah. The original First Blood? And I heard it was... it was uh, Oh, yeah. I heard it was very good. But I just remember it being action Yeah, you, know? The original First Blood is, is awesome.
0: But people always have a bad... People always associate the Rambo movies as like one thing. But Rambo 1 versus Rambo 3... Is not the same thing. Like, like First Blood is a really good, like, it's like this. Like, it's a guy who's just, he's just trying to do what he thinks is right. And people are getting in his way, and it turns violent, (laughs) you know. Although Rambo's really good at violence, and uh, Dwight is not good at violence. (laughs) Um, But Rambo 1 to Rambo 3 is almost like, if you're familiar with, like, the original, uh, like, Death Wish series, like, Death Wish 1, Charles Bronson kills a guy, like, Maybe a third of the way in the movie, and he like has a panic attack and throws up. He's so sick from killing him. And then by Death Wish three, he's literally like machine gunning entire teenage biker gangs Lacking down up, the streets. And it's just like what? Everything turns into commando. Yeah. Man, that guy, <laughs> he got really used to violence yeah. really fast. Although Death Wish five, if we're gonna go down that hole, God, just just watch the scene in Death Wish five because Danny Trejo's in it. I think it was 1984. Five or 87, something like that. I might be wrong about that. One of the best ever put a dummy in the place of an actor <laughs> before, before an explosion or before a special effect. Oh my God. Danny Trey <laughs> has
1: the, uh, the most on our uh, most deaths in movies. Well, his greatest death ever in movie is
0: Death Wish 5. When he's Charles Bronson, like brings a briefcase. I think it's, oh God, I'm gonna sound like an idiot if it's not right. I think it's Death Wish 5. Uh, when Danny, uh, Charles Bronson like puts a briefcase at the table and it's like all these, it's almost like a Scarface scene where like there's all these gangsters sitting around the table and uh, he walks out and it cuts to the briefcase. And then there's like a split second where it cuts back to the table and they're all obviously dummies. And then it cuts to like a superimposed <laughs> explosion. It's so good, man. It is so good. It's my favorite. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: going to look up. That I could scene. watch that on
0: a loop all day long. It's, it's the, it's the greatest, uh, fake, fake human, no stunt man. Explosion scene ever. (laughs) I love the way uh, dummies move. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a great joke is always in a movie when, like, they're just like, like a like a a Leslie Nielsen movie, where it's just like, oh, we're gonna throw this dummy off a cliff, but we're gonna make sure that you know that it's not a real person. You know. But that's the thing. Like, this was played seriously, and it's just Danny Trejo, and he's the only. Like, they all have dummies, but because the only actor you really know is Danny Trejo, he's the one who stands out. You know he's the fake mustache and <laughs> so a dummy. Yeah, and it's still it's like 1985, and he still looks like he's 70 years old. Yeah, yeah. the great the
1: great Danny Trejo. Quick shout out to his book. He's got a book that uh, just about his life is pretty interesting. I think he actually mentions death wish in it. Oh, really? Yeah, he's talking about how um, he's talking about all his deaths mm-hmm. in, in movies and how it's the highest uh, number, um, like it's the Guinness Book of World Records or something like that. And that was I believe that was one of them. Yeah, it's so good.
0: I like Danny yeah. too. Uh Really nice guy. Really, I mean, he had a rough, rough upbringing, but really kind of turned around. Gives back a lot to the community. Really, I've I've met him a few times. Really nice guy. Very tiny, super tiny in real life. Yeah, he's, he's short. like five uh-huh. four, maybe. Like, he's just he's just scary looking. He lo- his face he's is just, scary, but his just the way he holds yeah. it. Yeah, but he is not intimidating in real life. You know, I mean, I still wouldn't mess yeah. with him. But he's not. I mean, he's he's got to. He may, he might be five five. Like he is. He is pretty, d- and I'm six three, so like it stood out a lot when I saw him. I was just like, "What? <laughs> Come on, man!" So that's Blue Ruin. That's kind of our thoughts and synopsis on Blue Ruin. Uh, that was my pick. I'm a big fan of the the indie slow burns. Uh, Osvaldo, you're next. What what did you pick for our next our next episode? All right, you ready for this? Can't wait.
1: So, I I, I I'm changing it up a little bit here. Okay, I'm picking something that was on your list. And kind of on mine. Okay. So are you ready for yes. this? Yeah, no, I'm really excited. All right. So it's gonna be Dread oh. versus the Raid. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, oh, wow.
0: <laughs> I'm super into that. Yeah. Have you seen both? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah oh, yeah. perfect. Okay. That's a great comparison. Cool. I'm actually, I'm not gonna tell you what I think of them. But uh, I'm super excited. I mean, that's basically the American versus the Indonesian, I think. Indonesian? Yeah? Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Kind of versions of the same, like <laughs> grimy low budget versus like the overproduced slick American version almost. But uh, yeah, uh, I definitely Which have thoughts on both of them, you
1: know? Yeah. Uh-huh. So but we'll definitely discuss. That's interesting. Yeah. Good, I think it'll be fun. Good, good, good. good. Yeah. I'm
0: excited for that. Um, so Oz,
1: let's do, uh, what's good, man? What else are you into this, this week other than, other than movies? All right. So, um, it's, it's kind of like a movie. It's a TV show that I've been watching. Um, I did have like this whole thing, um, almost kind of in my head what I wanted to say, but I think the way I approached it was I didn't know anything about this, you know, um, so like at least what the seasons were and so each each season was a surprise but i've been watching a lot recently fargo uh, Oh, FX. yeah 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 have you have you seen I've it i've seen every episode of it yeah cuz oh, I, I don't okay, have kids yeah, so i can watch a lot on, of tv yeah, yeah great. right we um we started watching the first season and it was awesome and then we stopped for probably like a year mm-hmm. and then we watched the second season and that was amazing yeah, as well yeah so now I was going to take a break after season two, but um, on Apple TV it kind of pops up and shows you like a little like, "This is what's an image of the next episode," and it showed uh, Ewan McGregor and um, what is the guy's name? Oh, it's the guy from the Coen Brother movies. Yeah, the guy from the Coen Brothers. what his, what's name his name? Is, is, is,
0: is really great actor, uh, serious man,
1: and yeah, um, he's amazing. Yeah, he's really good. He's he's so good. Yeah, he's also amazing in Your Honor. He plays like a pretty scary guy.
0: Yeah, which is funny because uh, like, he usually plays kind of like a whiny, uh, you know, kind of nothing. Oh, he was actually, you know what he was just in, which was awesome? Did you watch Dope? Or no, I'm sorry, not Dope. Dope Sick on Hulu with Michael Keaton? Yes. Oh, he's in that. Oh, that's, you right, he yeah. the, the, that's right, yeah. Uh, remember he plays the guy mm-hmm. from the... the uh, Yeah,
1: he was really good in that. That was also really good. Oh, yeah. I'm a big no, Michael Keaton fan. Uh, my favorite part yeah. about
0: that was uh, uh, my mom was, uh, I was talking to my mother about it, and she was like, I didn't even realize till the end of the season that that was Michael Keaton playing the main guy. <laughs> And I was like, <laughs> I just thought it
1: was some wrinkly. Oh, was it, uh, yeah, what did you? Expect? She was like, I kept guy. waiting for.
0: I saw his name. I kept waiting for him to show up. And then my sister later is like, Was he wearing like a prosthetics or makeup or wick? I was like, No, he looked like Michael Keaton. There was no. Dis- old, yeah. It was just Michael Keaton, not Batman. Michael Keaton. He's just
1: more Michael Keaton. He's now. just old as
0: fuck now. <laughs> yeah, like, but he's awesome. He looks great. You know, he looks amazing. But she probably yeah. hasn't seen him since the Dream Team. You know, Like <laughs> <'Cause> his, mom, <laughs> his moms. Moms are great. Yeah, you know?
1: what does she know? Maybe we'll do a breakdown of uh, Michael Keaton's top films. Oh, I would love to do that. I love Michael Keaton. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. So, uh, so definitely check out uh, oh. Fargo. I, yeah. I don't want to um, give too much away because each season's going to be different. Yeah. And they're they're like have you have you yeah, caught, just, just watched? Have you caught up? Are you all done? I'm actually on the last season right okay. now. So this is actually one of the reasons why I wanted to start watching it, just because uh, Chris Rock was in it, and I was like, oh, this looks awesome. Yeah. And so now I'm at the point where I wanted to be at a long time ago, um, and I'm enjoying it. I think I'm like an episode three. I'm not going to ruin anything for you, but I do want to say this:
0: Chris Rock is a way better stand-up comedian than he is an actor. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I've noticed uh, a few a few lines were, were a little there's bit a, off. There's still. a there's a
0: scene coming up where you're just going to start laughing. It's supposed to be really intense, <laughs> and I was like cry laughing. I had to pause it. I love I love Chris <laughs> Rock, and I know I say I love everything, but. Uh, I think he's one of the best comedians of all time. Yeah. Not he's a great actor. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So what's uh what's good with you? What you got? Um so I've been I've been on the road a lot for work and we had the COVID test a lot. And one of the one of the girls who runs the COVID desk for me, uh, she's super young and we would talk about music and stuff. And um we're both into like hardcore extreme stuff. And she turned me on to this band called uh Gloss, G L O S S. It's an acronym and it stands for uh, Girls Living Outside Society Shit. And they only have two EPs. And the one I've been I've been playing, it's a 2015 demo of theirs. And um, they're basically they're a trans feminist hardcore punk band. So like, the singer is uh, a girl, uh, Sadie Switchblade is her name, uh, who's a. Uh, oh. A, 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 I'm trying to be as respectful as possible. I'm not 100 sure how to do this, but from male to female uh, trans and she's transitioned from male to female. Uh, but they're from Olympia, Washington. And, um, it's maybe like the angriest hardcore record I've heard in a long time. They are so upset about everything and (laughs) rightfully so. I mean, it, it's, it hits so hard from the first scream she has in the beginning, um, about, uh, when she, when she screams about girls living outside society shit. And then, um, it really hit me as interesting because yeah you know, i'm kind of a big dude and i've been into punk rock and hardcore for years and years and years and uh you know everybody talks about being uh in that scene in that in that world like oh we're the outcast of society and blah 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 but then here's this trans woman who's like well i'm the outcast within the outcast society so like you're <laughs> still a bunch of bros who are jumping around punching each other a bunch of cis men um and i'm a trans woman and i'm i'm in a lot of danger when i go to these shows and it still doesn't feel safe but she's so angry and it's so powerful and i i can't stop listening to it it's so good and it's on spotify which is the absolute worst way to listen to hardcore underground hardcore music but <laughs> i'm on the road man i don't have a record player i don't have anything like that um but i highly recommend the gloss 2015 demo if you can only listen on spotify you can only listen to it on spotify um, it's on Apple Music. I just added it. As is well. it? Oh my god! You're gonna. Yeah,
1: I think Apple Music gives a little bit more than Spotify. So. Does it? Okay. <laughs> um,
0: but it's just like I mean, the first time I heard it, I was, and then I went and I looked up like live footage of them, and you can still find, you know, there's still live footage on YouTube and stuff of them playing, and it's you're just like, oh wow, like this is what punk rock and hardcore is about. It's about anti-authority. It's about fuck the man and and, for lack of a better term, that's not really the man, not men, but, or being a man, but the man, Um, the man and just, and just tearing it all down. And they're just, uh, and they, and they, you know, they give back like everything they don't, they're not around anymore. um, But like, you know, they got offered, um, they got offered a deal with Epitaph records and they turned it down because they're like, well, Epitaph is part of Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers is disgusting because of this, this, and this. Like, they actually stood by their principles their entire short career. Um, but it's such a good, strong, powerful hardcore record. And I hadn't heard one in a while that, like, really moved me the way this did, where I was like, oh my God, like, I, I want to go tear down a wall now because of this. So I highly recommend, yeah, the Gloss G L O S S 2015 demo on. I guess Apple, I mean, I'm sure they're not happy with us listening to any of that stuff because they he won even want to be yeah, right. you know, Warner Brothers, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, they just had the yeah, two, as long as they're getting something. yeah, but they just had the two records and then, um, they kind of broke up and I know Sadie does like, like, like solo guitar type stuff, just her and, a, and an electric guitar, uh, didn't hit me the same way, but that Gloss record, man, I just, whoo, <laughs> gave me chills. All right, I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man. That's it. So next really? next week, Dread versus The Raid. I can't wait. Oh, my God.
1: Do we know yeah. where any of those are streaming right now? Or Dread you can watch on Peacock, and you can also purchase it in, you know, like uh, Apple Music and Amazon and yeah. all that. Same thing for uh, The Raid, but it's also streaming on HBO and Hulu. Okay. Um, and you can purchase it from, like, YouTube and all those other places as well. Cool. Awesome, man. So definitely check those two movies out. If you haven't seen them, I think you're in for a treat. I'm I'm Twice. in for a
0: treat. I'm super. I feel super excited about yeah. this. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Well, great. That's a great idea. Hell yeah, let's do it. I can't <laughs> wait. Let's just record it right now.
1: Yeah. Right. You ready? Yeah. Just don't even don't even hit stop. Um. All right. So can you tell them where they can find us. So we're on all the all
0: the everything's man. We're on we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, at oh yeah, that was a good movie or you can send us a message at oh yeah that was a good movie at gmail.com we'd love to hear uh, your thoughts uh, your 2 minute review of the movie blue ruin or anything that you want to hear us talk about do a deep dive in uh, we're always excited to hear about new things new projects maybe something we haven't even heard of before i would love to do i would love for us to watch something that neither of us have seen before
1: i'm down yeah all right i think we end it with uh, the quote you said because my dad loved your mom We all end up dead. Peace.